0: Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, today I want to spend a little bit more time talking about kind of the end times and, and the type of stuff that we will be expecting. And uh, we're going to dive right on into the scripture verse here as a way of analysis because it, really this is this these are the end days. And uh, how far to the end? Well, I don't know. We need to keep watching. I mean, every year we think it couldn't get possibly any worse, and then they come out and you know ban Dr. Seuss. <laughs> How weird is that? And we have to be ready for the fact that there are things moving in in bad directions. And believe it or not, the the plums, the the depths of the insanity of this world, uh, they will still keep getting deeper until the end finally comes. So, of course, the text we're looking at, the famous text, Matthew 24, 42, and we're going to talk about how some have interpreted this. It says, Be on alert, for you do not know the day which the Lord is coming. This single verse is, is often pulled out in isolation uh, to suggest that nobody knows the day or the hour. And indeed, there's there's nobody that can come down and say, you know, it's going to be 9 o'clock on Friday afternoon. That's when Jesus is coming back. Anybody who says that this is exactly what it is, you are, you know, that's a false prophet just walk away from it. But with that being said, there's two ways that people have interpreted this verse. On the one hand, you have the people who say this verse means nobody knows. It's going to be a 100% total surprise. So let's just live on life as normal, do whatever you're going to do. And then all of a sudden you're going to be gone. And this actually spawned for some of the early internet, uh, it's not a joke, it's not a meme. Maybe the, the interesting internet stuff that would spread around that said, you know, United Airlines always put a Christian and a non-Christian together in case of the rapture. Total BS, but definitely something that that spread around the internet several times. And uh, it's interesting little speculation, but the fact of the matter is, all of that comes from this this wide spread belief in, pre, in a pre-tribulation rapture that the world's just normal, and all of a sudden we're gone, and it's going to be Left Behind series, of course, popularized by Left Behind. And the question is, is that biblically sound? Because there is another way to look at this verse, and uh, in fact, if you read the entirety of the context, not just of this little section, but of the whole chapter, you actually find that Jesus is telling us something different. Let me actually read this in context, which is going to be um, from Matthew 24, verses 42, down to the end of the chapter, verse 51. He says therefore be on alert for you do not know which day your lord is coming but be sure of this if the head of the house had known at what time the night the thief was coming he would have been on alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into for this reason you must also be ready for the son of man is coming in an hour for which you do not think he will who then is the faithful and the sensible slave whom his master put in charge of the household to give them their food in their proper time Blessed is the slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave says in his heart, My master is not coming for a long time, and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of the slave will come on a day he does not expect him, and in an hour which he does not know, and will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites, and that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." So what we see in the whole context isn't that, hey, It's going to be a 100% total surprise. It's no, you are commanded to do some things. This is the Christian work. This is the Christian service. This is why doing good deeds in Christ does not lead to our salvation, but is the calling of Christ. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. So as Christians, we need to be out there doing good deeds for Christ. That is our call. That is our task. But at the same time, we are to be watching for these signs. Look around at all these signs. Look at all of the things that are coming together. What do you need for a one world government? Well, you know, you need uh, a population that's unified under single standards. Almost sounds like the, what they've been doing under coronavirus. Notice how nearly every nation in this, in this world right now is falling lockstep in line with the same thing. And now they're starting to do COVID passports. And if you don't have your COVID passport, you can't enter or exit this particular country. And that is the type of, that lays this groundwork for this Mark of the Beast type stuff. Not that those are the Mark of the Beast. I have a whole separate video about that. But what I do want to make clear here is that when this end comes, when at this end time, we need to have all this technology. We need to have all of these tools. We need to have all these things. I was talking to somebody just yesterday who said, uh, was it two days ago, I guess, who said that... Um, uh, as a former student of his he was a teacher he said a former student of his was over in Israel working on those badges those ID badges that has all those types of things that everybody over there is working on now he says yeah we 're working on them for the United States too and the guy says well citizens won 't do won 't allow that he says, oh no not not right now but we're going to slowly condition people to to need and require those. Well, I have never seen so much mass stupidity happen than in the COVID era, where people are running, wear a mask. And then the CDC is like, if you're vaccinated, you can get together with a small group. And then, and then here is here is uh, confused in chief, um, the, the the confuser in chief, um, uh, Biden up there going, well, if everyone gets these vaccines and uh, and we wear our masks for hundred days, then maybe I'll let you have a picnic on the fourth. <laughs> so how are you gonna tell if everybody's co- uh, you know vaccinated? Oh, a passport, I bet. These lay the ground for these mark of the beast type things. They lay the groundwork for the one world order. They lay the groundwork for all these things that are coming. And that is our task is that we have to, the, the task isn't here that all of a sudden one day the world's normal and whew, the Christians all disappear. That is nonsense. It is not what the scripture teaches. It's very clear he's telling us and commanding us to be on alert. These things are going to come. But if you read now again, remember that that was verse 42 of the chapter. Let's go back up and look at some of the earlier parts because the entire chapter is about signs of his return. When is he coming back? So just starting in verse 1, let's look at the section, the block from verse 1 to 14. I know it's more than I usually read on a daily walk. I just want to whet your appetite towards the things that he's saying. Jesus came out from the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to the point out the temple buildings to him. And he said to them, do you not see all these things? Truly I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. And he was sitting on the Mount of Olives. Disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said, See that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, I will mis- and will mislead many." You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for these things must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginnings." of birth pains. Then they will deliver you to tribulation. This is to the saints. They will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name, the name of Jesus Christ. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one to another and hate one another. Police, my neighbor's not wearing a mask. Many false prophets will arise and lead many. Because of the lawlessness increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Now there's even more of this, and if you go back through the, uh, the end. I'm going to read this spot here because it, it really actually does damage to the people who say, well, this there's this pre-tribulation and God will never put us through anything because this section here, Matthew 24, verses 29 to 31, does particular damage to that view. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, okay, After the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, the power of the heavens will be shaken. And then the the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the tribes of earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power, and he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other." That's exactly what is described as the rapture. Now, is this, you know, the rapture happened and then you have the marriage feast and then everybody's coming back and then there's another calling up? Eh, Not necessarily. That's what some of the people say, that this is the most misunderstood chapter. And I've not heard any reasons as to why it would be that misunderstood. Uh, But regardless, uh, regardless, we then go right from there into the parable of the fig tree, which is all about signs. Look at what's coming. All of these are commandments to keep an an eye open to the world. Look at what is going on out there. That is our task as Christians. It's not to sit here and be like, oh, there's nothing we can do. All of a sudden, we're just going to disappear one day. No, no. There are signs of the end times. There are signs of his coming. There are signs that we are commanded to watch for. Not that we can predict the day and the hour but that we can say, he's on his way. We better be doing the good Christian deeds when he arrives. That is the point of the messages. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Hopefully that will help you to understand a little bit about these end times. We'll have maybe more end timey type stuff soon as, uh, people do seem to like this kind of stuff. So, uh, just let me know and, um, we can cover some more of it with that thanks for watching guys have a look over the website ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support and you can check out all the other resources over there thanks for coming along and i hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our lord thank you for tuning in our walk in christ podcast is a listener supported presentation for more information about how you can help